grabbed the loudspeaker <laughs> with its penis and, <laughs> they, and flipped they it. Didn't mention is threw it. Like, one of the males grabbed the loudspeaker and threw it with it played catch. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are here, as always, in the reactor. We have an absolute banger of an episode. A banger-packed episode. Absolute banger. I'm here with my brother, Adam. Banger-packed. Banger-packed episode. Banger-packed. Banger-packed. What's up? I'm Adam. That is Noah. Noah. Yeah. These are the gripes, where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. So what is your gripe? Okay, my gripe is do not drink. My gripe is how my stomach felt after drinking a protein shake right before I went to bed last night. Was hungry, needed a protein shake, drank a protein shake at night. It turned into cement in my stomach and I felt bad. That's my gripe. Uh, my gripe is when someone comes over to my house, I expect them to play with my dog and give him attention. I did. I do play with your dog. The problem is that my dog gets jealous when I play with your dog. That's my gripe that my dog is so jealous when I play with your dog. Hey. Hey, no, it's time to play a game. Yeah, it is. What is the mammal with the lowest number of babies per individual over its lifetime? Lowest number of babies per individual in its lifetime. A mammal. Yep, the mammal with the lowest number of babies per individual. Apparently, it's not a panda. It's an orangutan. Just because it takes so long to raise an orangutan baby. An orangutan. So what's the what's the rate? It has three babies per its lifetime. That sucks. Yeah. It just takes a long time to raise. As humans know, human parents, it takes a long time to get the child to a point where you can release it off to college and for it to fuck up is, four years. Is that then. because orangutans are so skilled? I think, yeah. Because they live high up in yes. trees. Their lifestyle is very difficult. You have to learn. You really have to learn it to be a good orangutan. Yeah, I mean, it's different type of selection. Like mammals have the selection where we go for less kids, but more success. Mm-hmm. Whereas rats will just have hundreds of kids and go for more kids, less success. Mm-hmm. Just so some of them survive. Yeah. It's K selection and R selection, I believe. But I forget which one is which. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. How about the most? The most babies per individual over Mammal? its lifetime. Mammal. Mouse. So your final answer. Wait, shut. Wait, sh- Yeah. Rat. Rat mouse. Rat mouse thing. Oh, I like it. It is a European rabbit. It has 360 babies. Holy shit. Only 15% of these babies will survive the first year, as I was saying. The hawk will come get it. The hawk will get it. Right. So, Rangtain, three. European rabbit, 360 babies. Speaking of babies and lovemaking and baby making. Fuck yeah. What is the topic today, Noah? Ladies and gentlemen, by popular demand, you didn't think we were just going to do part one, did you? It's animal sex Part two. This or is a part two. This is a hundred part, hundred part series. Animal motherfucking sex. Part two part out of a hundred. Two by popular demand. We're back with animal sex. Part two of two thousand, aka the deuce. Okay. Yeah. As usual, Adam, we've an absolutely packed episode, especially because this is animal sex part two. I thought so. We're gonna talk about six different weird, weird animal sex topics. Adam. Yes. And beginnings that don't suck. You've sixty seconds to tell us everything we need to know about animal sex part two to get us pumped for the episode. You ready? That means yes. Fuck yeah. Three, two, one, go. Sea slugs 
hermaphroditic lives and hooded seals, giant hoods, bowerbirds, dances, porcupines, pee-pee rituals. Those are things we've talked about before. But in the deuce, we're going to talk more about sex, mating, and reproduction. These are all vital things for the survival of humans and, of course, for the survival of the rest of the animal kingdom. But Noah, don't be mistaken. Animals that have sex for pleasure, it's very much the exception in the animal kingdom. Most of these animals have brutal, competitive rituals that are extremely dangerous for the female and death for the males as well through intense competition. As we'll see, there are so many different ways to get it on. From kangaroos that have three vaginas, to giraffes that taste their partner's pee to see if they are in heat. Making babies in nature can be complicated, horrifying, and beautiful all at the same time. Just like an orangutan's barred penis. It has a barred penis, the orangutan? Yes. That's surprising for a primate. No, the prim- primates have fucked up penises. Have you seen them? I didn't know that. The next time you hang out with an orangutan, penis. look at his. Pe- a, ask him if you can look at his I penis. I had sex with an orangutan. He had, did not have a bar penis. And Noah, yeah. What is our theme today? Our theme is part two of two hundred. The Deuce, aka the Deuce. <laughs> this is part two of two hundred. So buckle up. Yeah. There's a lot of animal sex out there. We're gonna start with the shipworm. All right. Before we start with the shipworm, I want to credit Uncle Rob. Uncle Rob, we love you. Our Uncle Rob in New York for sending this to me. Thank you, Uncle Rob. Um, we love you, man. This actually comes from the New York Times, believe it or not. So what is a shipworm? What's the New York Times? What's the New York Times? Is that the fake news media? That's the fake news media. Okay. Okay. What is a shipworm? Um, <laughs> what's a shipworm? Under the boats at any harbor you're at, especially here in Oregon, lies, a cre- lies the shipworm. So basically, if you had a plank of wood... And you turned it over, it would look like a bunch of straws sticking out of that plank of wood. Ew. Okay. And a shipworm, actually, it's a, it's a type of clam. So it burrows into the wood and the straws are just the tiny little part that's sticking out. The shipworm can actually be like five feet long. Really? Inside of the wood? Yeah. So it's like a five foot long thing inside of the wood with these, these two little tubes that's sticking out, that are sticking out. And, is, and let me guess, the tube is its penis? Well, here's the thing. There's two tubes. Okay. Two tubes that are sticking out. Yep. One tube is called the excurrent tube. One tube is called the incurrent tube. It's a but here at here at Dude Nature, we have a different name for excurrent and incurrent tubes, Adam. Yeah. We have it? a name. It's called a vagina and a pinus. And a pinus. <laughs> okay. So each shipworm has one vagina and one penis sticking out of the wood. Okay. Okay. So what are hermaphrodites? Yeah, they have both. In fact, they actually switch their sex so often that scientists don't really know what to classify them as. Because it's basically impossible to know like what sex they are. They just go back and forth. They're hermaphrodites, and they're male, and they're female. Right. There's everything. We get more into this on the first animal sex podcast. Right. This is like a fucking... This is like Ken Burns documentary. We don't really need to go so yeah, we got, deep in we the hermaphrodite stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Ken just Burns, know this. <laughs> the animal sex? Ken Burns, the, the animal West. sex. Yeah. Thanks for sponsoring us, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Um... So just know that every shipworm has two penises or sorry, one vagina, one penis sticking out of the wood. Right. And that like a piece of wood that's infested with shipworms. They're a huge problem for ships also because they, they, erode, they, break, the they erode the wood. So every sh- a ship that is inculculated, inculculated with them. In- inculcated. Basically, right? there's just tubes. Imagine a wooden plank and tubes everywhere. Yeah, I got it. On one side of it. Do you got that? Yeah, I'm okay. with you. The reason we're talking about this is because of competition and what this creature says about competition. During copulation, or what is known as pseudocopulation, 
because they technically don't have genitals, a penis tube will try and find its way into one of the vaginal tu tubes and ejaculate semen. Exactly. Then when the vaginal tube erupts her eggs, the semen closest to the opening of the vaginal tube has what, Adam? Uh, the best chance of fertilizing those eggs. Uh, a penis. No. The, the best chance of fertilizing those eggs. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. All the tubes on the side on, on one side of the wood, right? Yep. Okay. The the tubes that are penises, yep. they're trying to find their neighbor, neighbor, neighbor vagina, neighbor vaginas neighbor vagina. And, and sperm on the opening. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. Okay. The fighting is fierce. The girl next door. Okay. They're hermaphrodite next door. The fighting well. is fierce. It's been shown that the tubes that are bigger, a bigger penis tube, will lead to higher reproduction. And here's why. Okay. Basically, they wrestle. No, oh, no. So let's say that you're a shipworm. Yep. And you're you're a penis tube, and you're trying to find a vaginal tube. Okay. Mm hmm. So when you you're when you reach over to a penis tube, you might see a nice vagina tube next to you. Yeah. You're reaching over to get to that vagina tube. Yeah. All of a sudden, from out of nowhere, a rival penis, penis tube, tube comes and wraps around your penis tube and drags you down. Oh Jesus. Then when you're down, it gets to that vagina tube and it sperms right in the opening. Okay. See that? Right. So they're fighting to get into so the vagina tubes. So their penis tubes are fighting. Let me ask you a question. Yes. While you are fighting to get in another vagina tube, could there be fights going on for That's your exactly vagina tube? That's exactly right. So basically, you could fight another penis tube, win the fight of the penis tube, sp squirt into the vagina that you wanted, but the penis tube that you beat, it might go around your penis tube and squirt in your vagina. <laughs> so you're never out basically what i want people to learn from this is, is that you're, you're never, never out. fucking out because even if a bigger penis put you down you can always go in their vagina tube that's great everyone listen to that and take that to heart take that to fucking heart when you're at the bar you can always get around that other penis tube to their vagina tube and you should yep exactly <laughs> and if someone's fighting for your vagina tube and if someone's fighting for your vagina tube, just know that you can also fight for their vagina tube. There you go. Adam. Yep. Take us to our next one. All right. Our next animal is not a worm. It is an insect, of course. We had to get into insects. Try not to do too many insects this time because, you know, just insects, just, they'll, they'll want to do what insects do. They'll just do anything. Right. That, that, well, They're I'm, in every category. I've kind of become, um, what is it, saturated with insect shit because insects are just... Like if an insect just like decapitated someone and then like laid its eggs in their eyes and then ate the head. And right. Like, yeah, it's because it's an insect will just do every, just anything weird. Anything <laughs> weird, they'll be in it. Right. Like they just do everything. Yeah. Like the fungus that it was the takes over ants. It brains. was antception that, that, that freaked you out. Yeah. In the ant episode. It was, just, it just like, you know, I'm, I'm over it with insects. It's like, I'm in the zone where it's like an insect could, could, you know, take over someone's body and pee in them in their mouth. And it'd be like, yeah, it's a fucking insect. You know? Okay. Anyway, your turn. Brazil cave insects. Okay. Let me paint a picture for you. You are a Brazilian cave flea or Neotroglia barclays is the scientific name. You want to reproduce. You see a female cave insect. What do they look like? They're little fleas. My bad. You're going to get to it. They look exactly like fleas. Okay. Except their butts, their, their ass looks like it contains something. And I'll, I'm about to tell you what it contains. Cool. Okay. Okay. You see a female cave insect on the roof of your cave. And you fly up to her and say, sup, sup. She then reveals her gynosome or, yeah. and this is important. Some um, things are going well. Her super long penis, her which she, penis. which she uses to penetrate your man vagina. 
why are you a man then? This is not a hermaphrodite situation. The ladies have giant penises or giant vaginas and the men have big vaginas. Okay. That, but that, okay. Okay. So what happens? It kind of, okay. So you are the male flape. When she penetrates you, it kind of tingles. She annoyingly keeps you pinned for three full days and sucks all of the semen out of your man vagina. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vacuum. Okay. It's a vacuum. It's a vagina vacuum. She unfortunately uses some to fertilize her eggs, which is good for, good for you. But the other half she stores for future eating. She also snacks on your sperm while you are together. Once again, yeah. it's really annoying because you can't break free or you'll be ripped in half by her gynosome or giant penis. So her humongous vagina vacuum. Yeah. Her P- humongous vagina bathroom with b- <laughs> bathroom P- pins you down. Yes. It has barbs in it. It, and go- it. it goes into your man vagina. Man vagina. A lot of terms being thrown around. A lot of scientific terms right. being thrown around. Like vagina. man vagina and vagina It vacuum. hooks in. It hooks in. Yeah. And it sucks the sucks semen out of your man vagina. That's fucking right. Right? And you have to sit there for three days and just take it. And then what's really crazy is she stores half of the semen to eat as a nutritious snack because they're cave insects. There's not a lot of nutrients in the cave. So that semen is very valuable. So this little microscopic valve that the female cave insect in Brazil has is being studied because we currently don't know how to make a valve or a switch that is that small. So she has one to divert half of the semen oh, into a stored sack where she I can see. eat it later. Because it's such a small valve. Yeah, so it's it's uh, we're studying it for a technological progress in valve making, small valve making. Okay, so that is the Brazil cave insect. You're surprisingly mute on the fact that there is a an animal that has a giant penis no, that's uh, a female. No, I'm in, I, I'm really into the vagina vacuum. I'm into the big vagina the vagina hose. Yeah, it's and a vagina hose. Make sure to look at Instagram, dude underscore nature, because we're gonna have pictures of all of this I'll, stuff. I'll up there. Picture of the it's vagina. hard to describe. I like, I like the vagina hose. I'm into the vagina. It's hose. a vagina vacuum. In it's your a vagina. Man, in it's your a man va- vagina. In your man vagina. I'm into that. Okay, Noah. Yeah. Okay, time for banana slugs. Always, it's always time for banana slugs. The scientific name of the banana slug is actually Arillomax diocophallus. Phallus. The only part of that I could say is the only part that's important, which I said phallus correctly. And that means what, what, what Dola cophallus means is literally long penis for banana slug. Their penises can be six to eight inches long or the entire length of their body and longer than most human penises. Really? Yeah. Six to eight inches. And they, do they just, what do you mean? Really? You try to say something? <laughs> try to say some shit. Do they just store it inside of their banana slug body? Yeah. So it actually comes out of their head. What? Yeah, their 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 phallus comes right out of their forehead, so they store it inside of their forehead. <laughs> so when you look at a banana slug next time, just think that it it probably has a longer penis than you. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, since banana slugs are hermaphroditic, when they find a mate, they're both both the male and the female. Yeah. So they gotta play both roles in the courtship. So they they circle each other in like a yin yang. And then they do what's known as the banana slug dance, where they basically lunge and bite each other as they circle. At the end of their banana slug dance, both the slugs insert their huge penis into the genital openings of the other, and they transfer their sperm. They transfer the sperms to the other one. So they're both impregnating each other and getting impregnated. Yeah. Okay. Classic hermaphrodite situation. That's a classic hermaphrodite situation. Sometimes genitals will actually become stuck. 
And the other banana slug will have to bite off the other one's penis to become unstuck. Common Commonly happens in banana slugs where their genitals get stuck okay. inside the other Once one. Once again, I ask you, can they regrow the penis? I looked I looked at that a little bit, but should have looked at it more. God. I would guess, yeah. That's horrible. They have to bite the penis off? You got to bite stuck. it off sometimes. But anyway, so they're like a yin and yang. Both, both sides of the yin and yang penetrating the other. Once they're done, they separate and they go lay their eggs in peace and happiness. Banana slug. Good for the banana slugs. Big penis from Aphrodite banana slug. Banana slugs. Redwood Forest. Bay Area. California. Mm -hmm. Right? We're talking about those? Those big ones? Okay. It's time for halftime. All right. So we're going to take a break. And after that break, it is going to be time for the halftime honey. Shipworm penis wrestler. Do you think you have what it takes to wrestle another penis down and then ejaculate inside of a vagina tube? Noah, this is the halftime honey. Yeah. Hennessy toast. I have written Hennessy here, but it's never been Hennessy, not even once. No. It's Where not we discuss Hennessey. and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. Our episode is Animal Sex Part Deuce, aka The Deuce. I find the story <laughs> and Noah responds with his immediate thoughts. Fuck yeah. Okay, so I raise my glass. Well, no, what are we drinking today? Ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what the fuck we're drinking. We're drinking the Jack Daniels honey. Jack Daniels, it's dude underscore nature. Please tag us. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. We love your sponsorship. Thanks for all the money. This goes out to the Chinese filmmakers that for the very first time ever captured footage of giant pandas yep. mating in the wild in October of 2020. And Boom. I'll tell you more about it after we toast. Boom. Because Panda again. sex. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's sweetened it's got, up. It's gotten better. No, it's sweetened up again. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah, good year. It's a good year on that one, too. So the scene features two aggressive male pandas roaring at each other, as pandas do, to compete for the female perched watching from her tree. The younger male eventually wins out. And... When they go to copulate, in the filmmaker's words, in, in the narrator's words, this is what he says. In quotes. Then as what they might imagine as finding a discreet corner, they mate. And, and the camera is like shown, it, there's like a bunch of leaves and bamboo shoots. So you can't really see what's going on, but you can see the pan is kind of moving around. Like a sex it's tape. It's like it's a sex tape. Like a sex tape. It's Did literally it like a sex tape. Like a sex tape. I, I, it's so stupid. It's really funny. It took them three years for them to find this in the wild. So what I would want before you respond is a documentary about the documentary, about the mating rituals of the documentarians camped out in the bamboo for forest three for years. three years. Literally, so they, were running, they literally couldn't find this for three years of working. And your response. I can't believe they couldn't find this for three years of working. Seems crazy. Is it that it? hard? Wait, are they just that rare? Pan is it that the pandas are that rare or that the breeding just like never happens? I believe Don't they only breed for like an hour or When a I did a science project on this in middle school. Yeah. I believe it's because they're only in heat for one day. They can only be pregnant for one day, so it's very is rare. Is it the same day for every panda, or is no, it different no, days? Different, different. That's why. So the males have to follow her around for so a long period of they time. They literally, and so the camera crew has to follow them around. Right. And they're probably yeah. really brutal to follow Therefore, around. Therefore, the camera crew. And you would think that when they finally got to copulate, you'd like 
Just like fuck the leaves, right? Go get a picture of them doing it. It's never been seen before. Get fucking in there and take that picture. What are two giant fuzzy bears doing it look like? <laughs> you can go to all Count Harry's and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to say? Um, I look. I saw a picture of, of of pandas having sex. I think it was from a zoo, probably though. And it looks they're so cute. They're so cute. They're so fucking cute. They're so they're so cute. God, oh, at birth, you, know, you want to have sex with it. Like I want to. Have, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Panda babies are just point twelve percent of their mother's weight when they're born. They're tiny. A human baby is six to seven percent of its mother's weight. Look up sneezing panda on YouTube if you have, if you already haven't. Um, I just sent Debbie a video of. A, a mom panda picking up its baby like a human and just licking it. And the panda is so, so cute. It's, cute. It's amazing. All right. All right. Moving on. Noah, what is your next animal? Okay. It's time for marsupial sex. Otherwise known as the antichinus. Antichinus? Yeah. <laughs> the antichinus is a little mouse from Australia. That's easier. Okay. It's just a little fucking mouse from Australia. Just before the mating season, Adam, when the mouse turns 11 months old, at the ripe old age of 11 months old, something very sad happens. They stop producing sperm and their testicles. They disintegrate. When this happens, the only thing to do is to rely on the sperm that you have stored up inside of you. The, the males only have a couple of weeks to live once the testicles disintegrate. And so they absolutely go for it. Oh okay. my God. Okay, we've got an 11 month, month old mouse. It's barely got any time to live. Its testicles went away, so it's only got the semen that it has. Wait, is, te is testicles disintegrate? Disintegrate. When do they disintegrate? At 11 months old. Holy shit. At the ripe old age of 11 months. And do they die swiftly after that? They have just short lives, man. Yeah, so basically, okay. after this, they only have a couple weeks to live. Okay. And one reason for that is that they're going to physically disintegrate. Another reason is that they don't do anything else besides trying to find a female and hump. Yeah. Trying to find as, like, as many females as they can and get it on. Right. Basically. So they get like, it, they said that it's really sad actually watching the mouse die because it gets like diseases and stuff Ooh. and it just looks really bad. So basically when they do f find a female in this stage to hump, they have sex for more than 14 hours. The, Straight. The, the intercourse takes 14 the hours? The intercourse is 14 hours of absolute driving. Why is drive, it, why is it 14 hours? Because they're just literally, they're, because their whole life now is dedicated to getting rid of the sperm they have in their body into the females. Oh, is it is it with the same mouse though? Is it one mouse? Yes, one copulation session can be fourteen hours because they want to ejaculate so much sperm. Because they want to ejaculate, they ha so when they're at eleven months old, when their testicles disintegrate, yeah, all the sperm that they have, that's all they've got. They're not going to make any more. So all of their energy is not devoted to getting food. It's not devoted to producing more sperm. It's to getting rid. It's of the just sperm to they getting have. rid of the ball of sperm that they have. Okay. For men out there, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you haven't masturbated in a long time or haven't had an ejaculation, you know, you can, you can become like an animal, right? Adam, do you have anything to say? You're just going to leave me out here alone to dry. Keep going with this. Okay. I'm so, hoping it's going to stay in the green. So if you get into the red, we'll cut it out. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is that <laughs> this relates to the mouse that has a lot of semen inside of it. So it's just going crazy. That is exactly what happens after 14 hours of humping. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So anyway, the mouse runs around and it has copulations of 14 hours or more. Can you imagine having sex for 14 hours straight? That's what the mouse does. A poor female mouse. It basically has sex. It, ha it sexes itself Is to death. chafing? It, d it dies. I mean, oh it just God, it literally Jesus. sexually dies. It's it just horrifying. has so much sex that it dies. It's horrifying. Right. 
What's happened to Mick Jagger? Honestly, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's what almost happened to Mick and Magic. Yeah. Um. So why why do they have crazy sexual phases like this? Well, in this area of the world, there's an intense insect se- season. It's Wilt Chamberlain is most famous for doing this for sex. Uh, for just banging doing everything. An outrageous amount of sex. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to look out for him. Maybe it's Tesco. Sad. Tesco's disintegrated. Um. Because there is like a big insect season. Yeah. The ma- this mouse has sex at the perfect time for the young to then grow up in the big insect season. So there's like a there's a very small window where there's all these insects for the for the mice to eat and grow big. And so the reason why there's such like a crazy short mating season is because that timeline correlates perfectly to the insect season. Yeah. Of the young. So you get that. Yeah. Um, I do. I understand that. But okay, but then the question is like why do the males die? Okay, according to Beth Daly at the con- at the conversation, by using all their energy for humping and not sperm pr- production or surviving, it gives the male sperm an advantage in sperm competition because all of his time and energy is devoted to boning with the sperm he has. So basically, because he has sex for fourteen hours, the fe- he has a better chance of getting his sperm into the female. And that's all he cares about. And that's all he gives a shit about because he's about to die. It just goes to show you if you're driven by a passion. It just, it, a what lot. it goes to show you is that passion is everything in life. Speaking of passion, uh, yeah. Will Chamberlain did say he had slept with 20,000 women. That's what he said. That's a fucking quote. Yep. And there is an article that says one man's quest to prove he's Will Chamberlain's son. What, where is that? Where is that quoted from? That's what he said. That's what Wilt said. 20,000 women. Who is reporting that he said that? I, I don't know. No, no, I, I know. I'm just saying. I have no idea. Okay, so but but it's reported that he said it's actually twenty thousand women. Right. So like the Antigenous mouse, he got it on a lot. That's a lot of sex. That's insane. Twenty thousand women. Twenty thousand. He said he had not fathered any children. That's bullshit. Right. Absolutely. Didn't Genghis Khan have a bunch of sex too? Yeah, but he, you know, he everyone's like related to him in Asia, basically. That is absolutely fucking wild. All right, Adam. Yes, yours. Okay. Continuing onward with the tongue-eating louse. It's back. No fucking way. The tongue-eating louse is back. You know why the tongue-eating louse is back? Because there's something about it that I didn't know. Okay? What is the tongue-eating louse, first of all? Yeah, yeah. First of all, give them the background. It's an insect, an arthropod, that anchors itself to the tongue of fish, and it eats the tongue of the fish and becomes their It becomes a fish's tongue. It is the only parasite that mimics... And now I'm saying this, now I'm not sure, but that's what I read. It mim- The only parasite that mimics a major organ. So it becomes the tongue by when the fish gets a some food, it will break down the, the food oh like it's its tongue. It will eat some of it, and then it will give the fish some all broken down like. So they live together. When you open the mouths of fish, what you, it's not small. Okay, when you open the mouths of these fish, you just see a pair of eyes and another mouth. And that is the tongue-eating louse inside of the fish. So that's what this motherfucker does. That is fucking okay? awful. What I didn't know is this. That when it's a juvenile, the tongue eating mouse, how it infects the fish is in a group of juveniles, it will swim up to the fish and penetrate the fish's gills and live in the gills for a little bit. Okay. When it's living in the gills, it's a male. Then eventually it will turn into a female. Okay. And when it turns into a female is the time when it moves up to the mouth. Okay. As a tongue. female. And then as a female, it eats the tongue. Right. 
So what it does is the tongue is it breaks down food. Also, from time to time, it will meander back to the gills to have sex with the male louses that are still in the gills. Uh, and so it it reproduces on this fish. Okay, got a couple. Got a I couple, didn't know there were multiple cu- on the fish. Yeah, a couple questions about this. Yeah. So, so if there's a female inside of the mouth that's already eaten the tongue, yeah, and she's she's gonna go and mate with the males in the gills. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but those males are not gonna be able. To, there's no there's no tongue. You know that spot's already taken. Right. So when they become they become females or they're males, they they go off to find another fish. Or do they fight her? They only no. They only need one female. I did not see anything about fighting. You only need one female. Okay, so she reproduces with them, and then then they then they become females or just go off. To- they hatch as males for yeah. the first part of their lives. They're males, so they go off to find another another fish to right. be a motherfucker too. Right, but after they mate with the one in the mouth, right, then they can go off to another fish. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's so they they actually reproduce so she, as well. In the she mouth. just takes a little trip down to the gills. Takes a little trip down to the gills, and then she goes back to being the tongue. Right. There you go. Awful. It's disgusting. And, and it's right. Poor fish. Like an, uh, once again, the return of the tongue-eating louse comes back to the Do Nature podcast. The yeah, the tongue-eating louse. It's the nemesis of the podcast. I had no idea. The worst. Thing. All right, Noah, what is your last animal here? Okay. My last animal is elephants. Wow. Pretty pretty normy one. Exactly. But but <laughs> before we get into elephants, I wanted to find something for everyone. Let's define what prehensile means. Okay, Adam, do you know what prehensile means? Mr. Littitude? I think think a prehensile tail. Right, exactly. So prehensile is usually used to describe a tail. And what it means is that it's capable of grasping. That's what prehensile means. So your your tail is like an appendage. So yeah, so so usually like a monkey's tail. So a sentence like, that monkey has a long prehensile tail, which helps it swing through the trees. Like a spider monkey. Right, that means that its tail allows it to grasp things. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm happy to say... An elephant has a long prehensile penis. Okay. <laughs> so the elephant can use his penis to prop himself up as a fifth leg. Oh wait. I had I had to get it in. I just wasn't no, sure where I was going to get absolutely, it in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the elephant can use his penis to prop himself up as a fifth leg. <laughs> So basically, there's pictures of the elephant, like Claude McAlealy. Like, <laughs> there's pictures of the elephant, like literally using its tail, its its penis for balance. <laughs> then there's also pictures of it, uh, like swatting flies away from each side of it. And then there's a video on YouTube of it, like scratching its stomach with his <laughs> with his penis. That's not a trunk. Yeah, exactly. If you look up elephant prehensile penis, it'll be like, that's not a trunk. Wait, it, it can balance on its penis? Yeah, it looks like a huge dong. It, it looks like a huge finger. He base, The elephant basically uses his penis like a big finger. So it's a prehensile penis. It's a prehensile penis, but like it, the peanut, it's a penis that can be used for like, you know, grabbing some food or scratching his stomach. It doesn't grab food with its penis, does it? It can grab something with its penis, yes. It can grab, that's what prehensile means, Adam. It can grab things with its penis. It can balance with it. It can. It swats flies with it. It itches its stomach with it. It can scratch. Yeah, scratch it's, an, its, belly. it's insane the flexibility it has in the penis, and the penis is absolutely massive. Okay, it's like it's like ten feet long. This penis <laughs> and huge. It's a huge fucking penis. So why does it have a prehensile penis? Um, basically, it's almost impossible anyway for a six-ton gravity-defying elephant to to just get on top of another elephant. It's yeah, like yeah, super yeah, hard for yeah, them. Yeah. So they have to have a penis that can go inside the other elephant and thrust by itself. What? So t- so take your finger, take your finger. Yep. Got and it. and just curl it in and out. 
Yeah. That is literally what their penis can do. Oh my God. That's what their penis can do. They have so much penis control. They have so much penis, an unbelievable amount of penis control. So it's so that they don't have to like mount all the way. It's so that like they don't have, they can't, they can barely mount. Yeah. Without hurting themselves. They so, need their penis to do And stuff. there's no way that they can hump. So they just need their penis to go in and it to hump itself. Right. It to start shooting. It to just start shooting and humping. Also, it's very useful for getting rid of flies. Just smacking the sides of it. Um, interesting non, non-sexual non related elephant fact that I came across while researching this. Right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> elephants like really remember the calls of ele- other elephants that have been in their group. So in one case, in one case, scientists played the call of an elephant that died almost two years earlier to her family. They played it over like a speaker, and the elephants all crowded around the loudspeaker and like were calling back, freaking out. Oh my god! Yeah, it's nuts. That's so sad. Um, in another in another experiment, um, where a female of the elephant group had actually switched and gone off to another group. Yeah, they played the call over the loudspeaker, and it had been twelve years since she'd left. Yeah, and the same thing happened. They like totally remembered it. That's really cool. Is that what cool? they didn't mention? Is one of the males grabbed the loudspeaker <laughs> with its penis and, <laughs> they, and flipped it? What they it, didn't mention is threw it. Like, one of the males grabbed the loudspeaker and threw it with it played catch. Much catch. like a gorilla, a chimpanzee throws its poo. They threw the loudspeaker yeah. at the audience. You ever play pre? You ever play prehensile penis catch? It's where you throw throw something from one of your one penis to another. All right, we're we're gonna do one more break. That's and fucking after right. that, it is time for the open kimono. Absolutely. Feed yourself with a prehensile penis if you had one. Just say you can game and feed yourself with your penis. Gaming with your hands. You could play with your dog. You could be gaming, and your prehensile penis would be throwing something for your dog. Nothing. I could hit you with my prehensile penis. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is the open kimono. I think it's funnier if you just talk to yourself during the break. <laughs> where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic. And this is Animal Sex Part 2, a.k.a. Part two the all. Deuce. Part two. And leave nothing to the imaginations. Noah, what is your open kimono? Okay. My open kimono is that I have, I have two favorites. One is the penis worms wrestling each other's penis, but also... Possibly, even if you win a wrestling match, you might get your vagina escorted in by that same penis you won the wrestling match in. And then my other favorite one is, of course, the prehensile elephant penis. And that is all. Adam, what is your open kimono? Thinking of having a penis that I can actually do stuff with is pretty awesome. Fuck yeah. This thing's um, useless. I feel like I always need another appendage to carry stuff. Yeah. Imagine exactly. if someone was yeah. moving and they were carrying two boxes and also like a lamp with their penis. Right. You're like carrying a couch with your hands, but your penis is carrying one of the lamps. Yeah. 
Okay, this is part two of a hundred. Part so, two. So step, get ready for part three. Yep, coming soon by popular demand. You're welcome. Shout out to Sarah and all their boyfriends. I hope that they don't have a prehensile penis. Hope they don't have the prehensile penis. Shout out to the Kraken living under the ice. It probably has. It a, probably does have a prehensile penis. It has a penis. huge wiener. It has a They're huge prehensile penis, most likely. Shout out to the tongue-eating louse that made another appearance. Welcome on this back. Podcast. The Vol- Vol- Welcome back. Voldemort. The you Vol- must not. The Voldemort of the podcast. The Voldemort must, of the podcast. Must not be named. Um, guys, we're on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. And we will have all the pictures of these animals. We'll have the tongue-eating louse. We'll have the Brazil cave insects. We'll have the antichinus. We'll have the banana slug elephant. It'll all be on Instagram yeah. at dude underscore nature. And a picture of my prehensile penis. And guys, if you like the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And give us a subscribe too, so you can download each episode when it comes out. You won't regret it. Thank you so much. But it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We love you. Thank you. Goodbye.